It's a good show. Hey, this is Abby Weems from Potty Mouth, and you're listening to Radio 8 Ball with Andras Jones. Welcome to... Welcome to... Radio 8 Ball, give us a shake. studio tempting fate wherever you are putting questions to songs that we will randomly select here with the help of our friend synchronicity synchronicity now it's time for radio ball give us a shake Radio Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions like picking musical tarot cards. I am your host, Andras Jones, here at Starburns Industries with our musical guest, Miranda Lee Richards. Hello there. She is providing the oracle fodder for our musical divinations, joined by her musical compatriots, Amy and Sammy. And inviting friends from her musical life to join her and seek guidance from the Pop Oracle. And our next guest is here in the studio with us now, Mesa Pullman. Welcome to Radio 8 Ball. Thank you so much. And you are a fellow songwriter? Yes. 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 Excellent. Now, how do you know Miranda? How did, how did you come into each other's orbit? Yeah. Well, we were neighbors. We were neighbors officially. Yeah. For a while there. I was like, oh, we used to live on the same street. Oh, that means we're neighbors. There's a word for that. Yeah. What street, <laughs> what street was this? It's a very special street in Beechwood Canyon. Oh, yeah, which I've spent a lot of time out there. Which street? Glen Green. Glen Green Street. Glen Green. Yeah. All these songs were written on Glen Green Street in Los Angeles, California. Yeah. Hollywood it's a cul-de-sac. It's a Beechwood cul-de-sac. Canyon is one of the more magical places for me in, in it's a cul-de-sac. Hollywood. A cult sack. <laughs> cult a sack. <laughs> kind of a little, in a good way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. So, so, and uh, did you hear each other's music coming from your windows and thought, "What's going? What's he building in there?" Essentially, essentially. I don't even think Mason knows this, but she would rehearse in her garage i'm like who is that that sounds so good i thought it was like a record playing in the canyon because a little bit of tidbit for those who are interested the glen green cul-de-sac was at one point going to be it was considered as a site for the hollywood bowl and it has incredible acoustics and incredible like there's this back line to the property you can't see from the cul-de-sac. It really goes back. Like, uh, it's, it's, it's a little canyon almost in and of itself. And, um, and it sound carries and this beautiful music. It wasn't just beautiful. It was just good. It sounded like a good 70s record, I thought, maybe. And um, I'm like, who? what is that? Is that live music? Where is that coming from? And that was Mesa rehearsing. 
Um, and so, um, yeah, and then I think there was like a party down the street or yeah. something. And the Glen Green Goddesses the doing Glen Christmas oh, we did or cr- holiday yeah. um, some and, soirees and yeah. we got to sing together. And the Hollywood Orchard shows and mm-hmm. those things too. Yeah. So. And then we got to write some things together. And for those of you who are interested, this, these events are not um, relegated just to uh, neighbors of Glen Green or Beechwood Canyon, but there are like trombone, the trombone festival, mm-hmm. which is incredible every year in the, in the cul-de-sac. And then some of the Hollywood Orchard events, which is a neighborhood nonprofit community focused on, um, like gleaning fruit. Yeah. That's so it really that. is a cul-de-sac. Yeah. It sounds a little too good to be true, doesn't it? Oh, uh, but, um, but it's, it's kind of an idyllic place to live and hang out and your neighbors really are cool in this on that street yeah. and there's, well, there's a trombone festival yeah it's 21 trombones right 17 seven, is it yeah <laughs> we're so off on that number where do we get yeah, that yeah it's pretty crazy <laughs> um 17 trombones um doing um holiday songs it's quite beautiful canyons so it's like does what does is it stuck like if there's an 18th sack butt shows up you know, oh. will they accommodate? If he's reading the score, I he can join in, I bet. Or she. There's Thank women you. in it, too. Doesn't have to yeah. be yeah. a guy <laughs> playing the trombone. Uh-huh. So have you ever had a trombone player in, in, in your band? you ever played with a trombone player on your music, either of you? I wish. It's really fun live. Oh, well, a little bit on that that Hollywood Orchard CD. There's some oh, trombone. Right. I have yeah. some, and I have some trombone on. I bet you do. On um, a few songs here and there. It's a fun instrument. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and you said you've ri- you've written songs together. Yeah, that was really special for me because I I grew up on that street and then I went away to school and then when I moved back to my parents' house. Um, And I was like, what the hell am I doing with my life? And then got to play some music with Miranda, and she was like the most inspirational goddess of all time. I was like, I want to be you. (laughs) So So we have a mutual love for each other. It's very sweet. Yeah. And we both inspire each other. So um, I thought it was important to have people that are both established in their careers and also people who are establishing themselves and have that spectrum because... I have people, I have friends who are in high places, as they say, and also friends who are really talented and just beginning their careers. So I wanted to have that spectrum and show that also just people that I respect their art as well. So, and we've always had good conversations. So, well, the, this is, I mean, there, this is a sort of trapped in amber experience. We've definitely had, (laughs) like I said, I've been doing the show for 20 years and there are people who were on the show like, when they were 19 wow. who are now adult musicians touring the country you know playing in bands with other people we've had some people who were on pretty low rent tours come through and then years later there are people who have their own tv shows or so that's my favorite kind of guests to have when there isn't the pressure of knowing oh my god we're having yeah, someone in, like yesterday we had van dyke parks on as a guest and it was amazing but I was playing a little bit tighter and trying to show off a little bit more and, you know, and just, it was, it was good, but I don't know if I was as good. Whereas, like, when I don't know what's anything that's going on, then the, the synchronicity can just flow through me. And then later on, I'll listen. Like, there's an, we have an episode where 
Tignataro was on the show, and she's just mercilessly tearing me to shreds. Oh, gosh. And at the time, I was—I didn't really even—I was didn't even get it. I just was going along during my show, but listening back, it's like, oh, great, I have this thing of that. So, feel free to tear me to shreds if you want, Mesa. Just not to really watch you, out. You, the, look, the look on your face is like, that's not don't, me. That's not me. Don't unleash her. <laughs> so, well, now I am about to unleash Mesa on the Pop Oracle. What is your question for the Pop Oracle? Um, do I just ask it with and then talk about it later? Yeah, or? yeah. Or you can give context if you'd like. Yeah. Okay. Um, and this is so me. It's like really hard for me to just answer with one thing. I want to ask like eight questions in one, but I'm just going to go with one, which is um, what does a blood moon really mean for us here on oh, Earth? Oh, yeah. Wow. Awesome. What does a blood moon really mean? Mm. And now to engage the pop oracle, you get to spin the wheel of eight. Na 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 na. We love it. Song number one, on the outside of heaven. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Well, that, that means cosmic. closer to us than we thought. There we go. A one, two, ready. And all them old distractions 
On the Outside of Heaven from Miranda Lee Richards, the answer to Mesa's question, what is the meaning of a blood moon? And It was more than I could have ever asked for in an answer. <laughs> so, uh, and I guess I love that. I love the, the flute on that and the, the flute Hell and the yeah, harmonica working great. together. That was really, really excellent. Bravo, Amy. Thank you. Thank so, you, Amy. So, uh, so Miranda, tell us a little bit about the background of that song. Well, that is once again about being out of touch with your better self and having a cascade of sort of unfortunate events or bad luck kind of be occurring because you're not really listening to yourself. Um it's such a simple thing, and oh, everything would be so great and perfect if you listened to yourself. Well, it's easier said than done to always listen to yourself, and it's something that we learn along the way to do and trust your better judgment. It's just about getting into a little bit of trouble that wasn't so bad, hopefully, the repercussions of which, because you didn't follow your better judgment. So um, in regards to a blood moon, that's like... A heavy, like, um, repercussive kind of a moon, right? You look at your karmic, uh, your choices, and you take a lot of inventory, right, during the blood moon. Is that is that correct? Mesa, well, I, you I honestly don't totally know um, what, like, why are there so many blood moons all of a sudden? Like, aren't people, well, 
like I didn't grow up with blood moons. Oh, like right? they appear They're on the like, scene. Yeah, they just sort of stand on the scene. And um, these kids today with their blood today. moons. <laughs> but I felt I feel like it is like just searching for guidance. And and in that song, there was a lot of like trying to figure out what you should do to make it better. And when yeah. you're struggling and going uphill, and you're like, oh, yeah. you'll learn. There's you Pedaling said uphill. Yeah, oh. and yeah, and there's all these. In 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 those times of distress, you're like looking everywhere for answers. Answers. Here we exactly. are in Answerville. We are. And, um, and one place I think people go to is astrology. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's interesting about that is I was like a huge. I mean, I had three or four different sites I was following and doing my Mystic Mama reading and all these things. Hey, Pacha. Yeah. Then I just fell off the wagon completely because, and in this important time when there's all these blood moons going on, and I have to just re, um, I gotta do, I gotta do some, yeah. some studying. Chani Nicholas is a new good one. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. I think I have heard of, I hope it's, I just learned about I think, it. I think she's female. I think she is, might be, but. Or oh, what if Chani's a guy? Then yeah. <laughs> I'll have to find out. Susan Miller. <laughs> Susan Miller's amazing, too. Yeah. And um, so many out there. Should we see what Mystic Mama says about the blood moon? Well, yeah. And, oh, I just, on the way here, I was so late. and um, No, you were perfect timing, by the way. It worked we were... out because, the, thank goodness, it's all working out. But, um and my phone died, <laughs> but I wrote down the address because it was gonna die, and I was That's like, "That's so retro. Old nice, yeah, yeah it worked." Wrote down right on Burbank, and um, and on my way, I saw a license plate that said "Blood Moon" or "BLD." Oh Moon. wow, amazing! Oh my gosh, because well, I was like, "What the hell am I gonna say?" And then I was like, "What's with these?" Oh my god, that's amazing! Yeah, well, see more synchronicity. I felt like I could pick from wherever, so I went with the uh, license plate inspiration. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that. yeah. Well, I mean, it, I do think that Mercury retrograde is a time is a real synchronistic time because well, it's yeah. about you letting things happen the way they're going to happen and not letting. I, I, whenever I'm, it's a thing I've taught myself is whenever I'm late, I feel like I'm stressing out because I'm late during a Mercury retrograde. I remember, oh, probably wherever I'm going. They're also experiencing the difficulties. So being f- ten, 5, 10, 15 minutes late, I'm probably going to end up being just on time. Yeah. And the, I'm only going to mess it up by stressing out so much that when I arrive, I'm going to be all flustered. Right. So surrendering to, okay, this is – this is, actually, I love Mercury retrograde because then when things don't go wrong during that time, I know it's perfect. The rest I, of the time and things don't go right, I'm like, hmm – so what's going on? <laughs> what's yeah. the bad? Yeah. Mercury retrograde is specifically in regard to communication. So Mercury governs communication. So you just have to be really clear um, with your with all your details because people misunderstand things. Yeah, you can be there's delays. You can be late, mm-hmm. and it's a good time to catch up on unfinished business instead of starting new business. Yep. Like yes. just reflect. Go you back over. Go back, backing over. Just. Finishing up, I love taking the time for it. If you try to push forward and do too many new things and don't, you know, have all your I's dotted and T's crossed, you run into so much trouble during Mercury retrograde. It happens every time. So yeah, yeah. I 
That I know I a lot of people who are skeptics about that. But what I what I say to those people, I say, because I live in, I, I, I'm not repeating myself for listeners, but you haven't heard me say this before. But as I live in the Northwest, and I don't get depressed when it's gray. I love it when it's gray. But I do get depressed hanging around with a bunch of depressed people. Mm. So it doesn't right. matter if the degrade. So I feel like it's the same thing. Whether or not you believe in Mercury retrograde, enough people are taking take it seriously so that whether or not it's a true thing, it's a true it's thing in the life of human beings. And so to all you skeptics, it's like question it's like being skeptical about the weather. It's around. You know? It's around. <laughs> yeah. So if you're listening to this and going, like, Oh, thank God they could talk so much about Mercury retrograde, all this astrology, but it's like it's like the weather. Whether or not you believe it, it's it does Influence. it's like music. Yeah. It permeates the field. What what does it say about the blood moon there? You pulled that up. Well, I looked it up, and all the, they're they're talking about a blood moon from 2011. But I'll tell you, there's an air in. They said uh, relationships and, and associations of all kind can you, continue to be the main focus on this full moon. That was from October 11th, 2011. A full moon and a blood moon in Aries. Um, but that's what I got when I looked up blood moon but and Mystic Mama. What does it say more about like what? Like read the article. I think there's more moon. in the article. Well, this yeah, there we this go. This blood moon was in Aquarius, and it was also an eclipse. The so l- it was about one? this last one was all about endings and people overreacting and freaking out. So this was a serious big one for astrologers. Like they were telling everybody, just try to keep cool. Everyone's going to be panicking around you, and it's you know all hell is breaking loose. So oh, wow. just try to chill. Okay, bringing it up, uh, she says, what is the salve that will soothe our wounds and calm our beating heart? Turn to the great mother energy, and it is her energy that heals us. Just skipping through, like Mm -hmm. grabbing the first sense of things. Yes, the intensity we are feeling is real, but we are not here to amplify that. That's a good one. Mm. Through the darkness, we will be shifting our assemblage points to realign who we are through space and time in this space and in this time. And somewhere I can hear Harper Simon rolling his eyes as I read that. Oh, but he might be eating his ice cream <laughs> he might, sandwich. Uh, I hope he is finding uh, that <laughs> seventh ray ice cream sandwich. Creamy. Yes. Creamy, dreamy. No, yeah. I, love, I love it. I love I love it. I think if I was on the show, if I wasn't the host of it, I'd probably be sort of, I'd be the one poking at it. Like, what's... Are you taking this thing too seriously or whatever? So I love having, you know, curmudgeonly songwriters who make their own song. I love that he made his own rhyming dictionary. But this is getting into some another previous guest. No, I, I can't wait to yeah. hear listen this. up on that one. So, so yeah, what do you before we let you go, Mason? Mm-hmm. What do you have? Is there any? Do you have any shows coming up? Music? Are there songs we can oh, throw man. on the end of this podcast? Oh man. Um, well, I'm going to play at the Hotel Cafe on August 11th, but almost at midnight, so That's per- That's so great. who knows if anyone's well, going to Actually, you're going to be pl- so you'll be playing for my birthday. My birthday is the 12th. Really? Yeah. Wow, I I will be flying, I will be in uh, Massachusetts, but I will be think Where I'll in think Massachusetts? About it. Uh I will be on Monument Beach on Cape Cod. Beautiful. Yes. The oh, best wow. in the summer. Yeah. So good. Um Cool. So, well, you don't have to come to the show. But I what? I love Whoa. that you're going to be we will. doing that at August 11th at Hotel Cafe at yeah. midnight. For those quarter of you, of. what, yeah. quarter of midnight? Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, if you want to, if, you, if you're in L.A. and you feel like 
you want to celebrate my birthday, go out and celebrate it at Mesa's show. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Full band. Yeah. That's great. Full band? Yeah. What's the lineup? It, I'll actually be, yeah, drums, bass, me, and an extra guitar player. And I play the tenor guitar. The tenor guitar. Mm-hmm. Cool. I've been playing that mostly lately. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And is the name, it's, uh, goes, is under your name? Yes. M A E S A. Got a lot of vowels in there. Yeah. Get as many as you can. Got to make that clear. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Mesa. Thank I have one more question here. for Miranda. Why? Oh, yeah. Well, was that song based on a specific thing that you did that got you in trouble? Or just a general <laughs> thing? It was probably a Good specific question. thing, but now I'm trying to remember what that was. Sammy knows? What was it? Who? What? Wasn't it about your friend that was in the studio? and Oh, oh my times? God. It was about, oh my God, this song has a little more interesting backstory than I gave I it. I thought maybe. It, I dreamt the guitar part that we did not play. Amy was playing part of it on flute. It was a guitar riff. Oh, my God. It was like a really like heavy hard rock riff. And um, Scott Weiland, the late Scott Weiland, was actually recording in my husband's recording studio at that time. And I had a dream about this song, and I wanted it to be for his solo record. And... I gathered the words like I was like, wait a minute, the words. I'm not so sure. I want him to write the words because it was like this. It was like one of those kind of like rock riff things, and um, I um, and I had left the lyric lines open because. I wanted that interpretation, and then there was this. The the choruses are a little bit prettier in there and their chord and whatever and I I think I might have come up with a few lines that I was just gonna like float out to him or something yeah and then he's not with us anymore so I finished out the song and I said I guess I'm gonna have to sing it so he passed away in the time where you were writing He he had just finished they were just finishing recording and I was like it was like at the 11th hour I had this dream and I thought maybe they need one more song I'd actually heard the whole record I thought maybe they could use this song and wow. um, so, yeah, I just finished it out from myself. And then maybe with him in mind, you know, it's all right. You'll learn by and by not to throw your caution to the wind. I don't know. Oh, gosh. But so. So was the Wait. So on the outside of heaven, was that? Oh, and then just being kind of in a darker place. He was struggling with substance abuse issues. And um, just it was, you know, it's hard to watch that and just hoping he was okay. So you wrote these lyrics after he died? I think I had a few lines and had him in mind. Got it. Got it. Yeah, and also then I was throwing my own self in there because I'm like, well, what would cause me to go into that state? And it's just not trusting your own guidance, your own higher guidance, I guess. Yeah. Potent. Potent. Thank you. If you're listening, Scott. We love you. Thanks for listening to Radio 8 Ball. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher, and check out our website and the links provided for info about past and future shows on the Radio 8 blog, our ongoing Patreon campaign, and where you can download our Radio 8 Ball app that allows you to engage the Pop Oracle directly in the form of every song ever performed in the history of Radio 8 Ball. 
I hope today's musical divination brings and brought the sync to you wherever you are. And until next time, I'm your host, Andras Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. It's the Radio Wave Show.